Welcome to Salem Alliance Church. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org. This week's message is by Steve Fowler. Disneyland is uh, supposed to be the happiest place on earth, um, but it was transformed into the most unhappiest place on earth uh, for little Sylvia, six years old. She, her parents take her to Disneyland. She, she goes to one of the rides. Here's a picture of her as she's at the ride. <laughs> yeah, her face says it all. Doesn't her face says it all. Like, I came here to ride the ride, and now I can't, and... Uh, uh, just a look of disappointment. And uh, anyone had that experience? You went to a theme park and that happened to you, or maybe your kids. That's just a, that's just a bad moment when you when you know that you don't measure up. And that's not the only place we feel that. We feel that in other parts of our lives. I mean, it could be uh, you applied to a college and the college said, "Hey, your grades weren't good enough. You don't measure up, so you're, you're not accepted." You try it out for a team, a sports team, or uh, maybe for a drama or something, and, um, and you, didn't, you, you got cut. Uh, you, you asked someone out, and they said no. That was my experience when I first asked Trina out, but persevere, persevere. <laughs> There's hope. Uh, you, you apply for a job, you never got a call back, no second interview, and you know, that, that kind of hurts. That stings a little bit. Um, to to get, have that feeling like I you know I don't have what it takes or I don't measure up and um, and we know that in life there there are standards and I, I think for the most part we're, we're really happy about that we know that there are standards for driving uh, maybe we would like them to be raised uh, we know that there's standards for things like uh, you know education there are standards for things like even our food there's stay like if you're building a house or someone's building a house for you there's there's codes there's permits and and we're, we're happy about that because that means the house is well built. And um, if something were to happen, like a strong wind, maybe even an earthquake, that, that the standard is set for, for, you, for you to be safe. So we appreciate those standards. And um, it probably won't come as a huge surprise to you that, that if there are standards here in, in this life, that when it comes to God, that, that he's got standards as well. That he's got standards and his standards are, are pretty high. And in fact, there's one, one scripture that says, where it just records God saying, here's my standard for you. I want you to be perfect as I am perfect. I want you to be holy as I am holy. And I don't know what you feel when you hear those words. I'm probably the same thing I feel is that, man, I, I know I'm not perfect. I know all too well my shortcomings, and my guess is you probably know your shortcomings. I mean, we could do this. We could have, we could, I could have you all stand, and I could say, stay standing. I'm going to read through the Ten Commandments. And if you haven't broken any of them, stay standing. If you have broken at least one of them, have a seat. I tell you to wait to the end because you don't want to give away which one you broke. Uh, but, but at the end, we'd all be seated. We know full well that we fall short. We know we don't measure up, and, and yet oftentimes we, here's what we do. We, we do some things, we behave in some ways to deal with the fact that we know, our, we, know we have our imperfections. You know, we, we, we want to do good. Sometimes we say, well, if I just do more good and then, than bad, then I'll, maybe I'll be okay with God and, and others. And, and so we, we try real hard at that and try and perform. And um, oftentimes, maybe we're like, we'll, we'll be generous. Maybe there's a, there's a crisis in our world, maybe a tragedy, a hurricane, or there's an earthquake. And so we'll give money to, to help people. And, that, and that's a good thing. Uh, or, or, or maybe we'll even be religious. 
we'll go to church. And thinking, well, maybe if I just show up in church, you know, the place will still stay standing, and, um, and uh, maybe that'll, that'll make God happy. And, and oftentimes, too, what we do is we play the comparison game. Now, I got this ladder over here, because I want to I wanna illustrate this, and just call this sort of like the, the morality ladder. Here's what we do. When we realize our own shortcomings, and we, we know that we've, you know, we've, we've blown it, what we do is we, we say things like, well, I may not be perfect, but at least I'm not like that person. And what we do is sort of create this, this morality ladder. We know God is perfect. We know he's holy. And we know that's not where we're at. But what we do is we, say, we just sort of say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just better than that person. So if this is sort of the, this representation of, and by the way, this, this is, sometimes I just draw this on a napkin for people to help them understand because they'll ask questions like, what's this whole Jesus deal? I mean, what, what's this whole thing with Christianity? I mean, why are, you, why are you all celebrating on, you know, Jesus died and he, you know, he rose again and, and all that? What, what's the deal? And sometimes I just draw this on a napkin or a piece of paper. It's kind of like this. It shows our universal need for God. God's at the top. He's completely holy. Bottom of the ladder, we'll just call this, uh, you know, wickedness. The, the ultimate expression of evil. We'll put Satan down there, okay? He's the ultimate expression of evil. And then, and then what we could ask, we could say, okay, I want you to think about somebody that you would say, that was a bad person. Just a really, I was an evil person. And oftentimes, people will think of the name of a guy named Hitler. Did anyone think about that name? Okay. So, we'll put Hitler, it was kind of a, just this morality ladder. I will put Hitler just a little bit above Satan. Uh, <laughs> I'll put him there. And, um, and then we'll say, okay, now think about someone that you believed lived a really good life. I mean, this is someone you respect. They, they lived a great life. And when you ask that question, oftentimes will people say, well, you know, think of like a Billy Graham or Mother Teresa. Anyone, anyone think of those two names? Okay, quite a, quite a few of you. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm um, going to put Mother Teresa about right here. She lived a really good life. Um, and, and then oftentimes what I do is I say, you know, I know I'm a pastor, but I also know my own shortcomings. And I know if I, if I put myself on here, I know I'm no Hitler, and I know I'm not a Mother Teresa. Um, my parents could vouch for this. Trina could vouch for this. So I'll just, I just kind of put myself here. Um, and, um, and then I, I could take Brian Cadella's name, and I could try and figure out where he fits, but that would distract us for those of you who are regulars here at Sam Alliance. But here, here's the deal. We all do this. In fact, if you were to put yourself on this ladder, let me ask you the question. Where would you put yourself? If, you were, if God is ultimate holiness, Satan ultimate wickedness, where are you going to put yourself on that ladder? Where, where would you do that? And so you know, oftentimes I'll just have someone do that, put their, their name on here and... Um, and, and what we need to understand is this ladder is play. I mean, Paul writes to a church in Rome, and he, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, he says these words. He says, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. We've all had that little six-year-old Sylvia experience, spiritually speaking. We all know our shortcomings, and if you do something like this, you can, you can see God's there, the ultimate perfection, and, and we don't measure up. And the question is, what's your plan to make up the gap between where you are and where God is. 
what's your plan to make up the gap? I mean, God has this standard. We, none of us measure up. What's your plan to, to make up the difference? And by the way, if, if you ever read anything about Mother Teresa, she, she, she tells of a portion of her life where she, she, she thinks that she's guilty of blasphemy. And actually, she goes through a period of time, a season in which she, she even doubts God's existence, wonders if there even is a God. Mother Teresa had a plan for the gap in her life, and that plan, that, that, the plan for that, that distance between her and God was the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I just want you to hear from a, a woman who attends this church, her name is Mandy, as she shares her story, as she dealt and grappled with this whole idea of how, good, how can I be good enough for God? And just listen to her story as a way of just kind of expressing how she, how she made up the gap in her life and how, how the light came on for her. And just enjoy this video. Before Jesus, I remember, um, I remember very clearly the darkness before he came into my life. I always, I, I wanted Jesus. I remember at eight years old, I asked Jesus into my life, but nothing changed. I could not, I wasn't good enough. I always did things wrong. And so then I always believed that I couldn't be good enough. And so then it, Jesus was for other people, but not for me. Because of that, that feeling, that loneliness and not belonging, I looked to the things that the world offered. And, but that always was so temporary and destructive. And, but it was at a place, there were several months prior to me coming, actually surrendering my life to the Lord. And um, when I was really in a, in a place of desperation, and I remember I cried out to him and I said, if you're real God, then I give you my life, but I can't be good enough. It was shortly after that I had this picture, this, it was like a vision of Jesus hanging on the cross. And I just started weeping uncontrollably, seeing him on the cross, and all of a sudden, I understood what the cross meant, and I understood that He had paid the price. He had paid for my past, my present, my future sins. I didn't have to be good enough. I could never be good enough, but He had paid it all, and I was free. Everything changed then, because all of a sudden, that darkness that I had felt that was so overwhelming, it was completely gone. I felt I belonged. I felt as if I had found home, like my soul had found a home. And I'm, I do not exaggerate at all when I say that it continually gets better year after year after year. Because, and, and that's not saying uh, that I don't struggle and that there's not pain. There's pain in life, there's struggle in life. But in that pain, in that struggle, I run to Jesus. I've got my, a friend that sticks closer than a brother that I can run to all the time. And then I grow deeper in Him and I our relationship is more intimate and He helps me through everything and I'm never alone. And I know that He's gonna see me all the way home. So it's, everything's different. So you, you gotta get this. this. This is why we pull out all the stops on Easter. This, this is why we celebrate. We, we, we celebrate, we, we sing. We, we clap, we cheer, because we know full well we don't measure up. I mean, if we were to go through life trying to just, you know, try and be good enough, if, if that's our approach, our life is just going to be like a spin cycle. We're, we live with fear and doubt and, and wondering if, if that was enough for God. But here's, here's why we celebrate on Easter. Uh, Paul, writing to a church in Corinth in, in Greece, says these words. He says, for God made Christ who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin. 
so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Let me explain this very, very quickly. Jesus Christ came and lived the life that you and I could not live. He came and lived the perfect life, the sinless life. Now, with sin, there's consequences. Just like if you, know, if you, if you break a standard, maybe a driving standard, there's consequences, right? Well, there's consequences to sin, and it's separation from God. But Jesus lives the life that you and I could not live. But he doesn't stop there. He goes and pays the consequences for our sinfulness on the cross. He pays our sin debt, our penalty for us. So not only does he live the life that you and I could not live, he experiences the death that you and I should have experienced. He died the death that you and I should have died. He lives a life, he dies the death, and he does this so that we could, so the gap could be made up between wherever we're at on this ladder, wherever you might put yourself, between us and God. Jesus talking to some friends in the Gospel of John says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And that's because he's paid the price. He's, he's already, the consequences are already paid for. And again, Paul picks us up in his letter back to that church in Corinth when he says uh, these words. He says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Wherever you find yourself on this ladder, in Christ, by putting our faith and our trust and our belief in Christ, we can be brought back to God and, and be reunited with him. We were disconnected, now we're connected. And we, 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 we're, we have this chance to be reconciled to him. And if you are a Christ follower, if you say, I'm, I'm a Christian, th then a day like today is a day in which you celebrate the fact that, that Jesus lived that life, he died that death, and now you have been reckoned, you've been reunited with your heavenly dad. But you may be here, may, maybe you're here, and um, maybe someone invited you or you just came on your own. And, and you've never had that moment where you've experienced God making up the gap for you. I mean, he, he, God's not a finger wagger, okay? Because if he was, he wouldn't have sent his son. He's not a condemner. He actually is a rescuer, a redeemer. So he sends his son so that you could be reunited with your heavenly dad, your creator. And maybe you're here today. Maybe you were invited, you came on your own. Maybe you're here today because grandma bribed you with the ham and said, if you go to church with me, we're gonna have a great time this afternoon. There's an Easter egg hunt and all that. that that's great. But what if you're here because God wanted you here? God wanted to have, help you have a moment where you could be reunited with him. And if that's the case, if that's something you're even feeling uh, this morning, I, I would just love to, to lead us in a prayer. Uh, there's no magical words to make this happen. It's just, you just put in your own words and just can be sincere on, in your own life, just saying that, you know, I, I know my shortcomings. And I just, just, just bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're here today and you want Jesus to make up that gap between you and God this morning, you, you could pray something like this. God, I, I know I don't measure up. 
I, I know I don't have what it takes. I know full well my shortcomings. So today I, I'm, I'm asking and there's a lot I, I don't know and but I'm asking that you would make up that gap for me. Would, would you forgive me for my shortcomings, my sinfulness? Would you, would you make me clean? Could you take away the shame and the guilt? Would you forgive me? Would you make me whole? Thank you. I put my faith in you. Now, Lord, for anyone who's prayed that prayer, I, I ask and pray that your spirit would seal them and fill them and that joy would rise in their hearts as they just they comprehend this amazing truth that they measure up now. Not because of their own righteousness, but because of Jesus' righteousness and what he's done. We thank you for this and we pray this in your name, amen. Salem Alliance Church is a community of Jesus followers located in downtown Salem, Oregon. And we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. If you have a request that we could pray for, please email us at prayers at salemalliance.org. You can view today's entire service online at livestream.com backslash Salem Alliance.